0: In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast, coming to you from all over the world. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is Episode Two
1: Hundred and Eighty Nine. Um, have you heard of word Yes. You ever had him on is he someone you consider
0: i would consider but he he's from from toronto yeah yeah he's been at comic cons and things like that i should i should try to reach out to him
1: he, he did a song about um wednesdays picking up his comics
0: yes that's right the, a lot of a lot of uh, comic shops here would have his cd at like the front at the register. Really? yeah and he'd be at like baseball games and things like that just sort of freestyling and uh yeah there's been... See, it's funny how it, it, he's become international. That's cool.
1: Well, he follows the Omniverse.
0: Does he really? What? Yeah. You got to get a blue check now on the Omniverse. <laughs> That's day. the point.
1: Now that the Marvel, Marvel bit's gone, right. that is a possibility. Mm.
0: That's cool. Sorry, I'm just taking yeah. a sip of my drink. That's cool. Right. Um, I was... Thinking about what uh, we were talking about last time and what I had heard you on Geekable podcast, I think it was something I listened to on there, where we were talking about post-Secret Wars Marvel era and how you're starting to get into reading that stuff. Have you read anything post-Secret Wars or are you completely going in fresh?
1: Some, um, some bits. I, I, I could probably list them on one hand that the, the the overlap of the silver surfer okay yeah and slot run um uh infinity wars yeah the, the crossover event Yep. um vision by tom king yep savage avengers the first story arc
0: Yep. i remember your post for that <laughs> Uh, not a fan
1: I think oh god it was one of the worst things I've ever read wow
0: I haven't read it thought about it I
1: would actually say don't they're releasing an omnibus I know this year and I did pre-order it and then I read those five issues and cancelled it straight away
0: yeah that's the good thing about having the apps to just or or to you know test out a a book that you're going into blind especially like especially post an era that you weren't necessarily a fan of. Uh, what's funny is that, as I was thinking about all of those about that, and I'm like, I, I've definitely read post Secret Wars comics, but then I I thought about what to recommend to you, and I'm like, I don't know if I just because I read it, I don't I don't think there's anything that I would want him to delve into except the stuff that you've already tried.
1: Yeah. Oh, Immortal Hulk. Have I mean, Did you try that? Yes. Did you like it?
0: I did like it, but I also was reading it because it was the book to read. And it's like, did you read it? Did you? People were always like, "Have you read the New Hulk? Have you?" And I was like, "I got to read this thing." So I, I enjoyed the first couple of trades, but I didn't read the whole thing.
1: Right. Did you forget to, to carry on? Or
0: um, it didn't
1: resonate with you.
0: This was part of like what of in my collecting habits why I kind of got tired of modern Marvel is that i didn't i didn't want to buy weeklies because you just can't afford it after a while so i said i'm gonna cherry pick the trades and i found like even with things like spider-man the trades are, are not worth the content that you're getting in it you get like these four issues and it's like is this how you're just give me the nine issues and charge me 25 bucks like why are you charging yeah. me 19 dollars, 17 dollars for <coughs> the beginning prelude to a spider-man event it was just i couldn't I just thought when they come out with a hardcover, when they come out with a collection, I'll read it in a nice, fat edition, nice, fat chunk, because I don't like my collecting options right now. And um, I dropped a bunch of stuff that for a while. So I was with the Immortal Hulk. I said, I'll just probably buy this an omnibus. At yeah. At this point. I read the whole thing.
1: I'd debate an omnibus. I'd consider it. But I, th- I thought it was okay.
0: Yeah, people were singing its praises like it was the greatest thing to happen in comics in a while. Maybe it was because I haven't finished it. It was good. But I, I I definitely knew that the way that I was reading it in trades, I would not remember what happened last. Yeah. And I was always lost coming back uh-huh. into the new story arc. And I'm like, I, this seems good. I like the art. I like Joe Bennett, what's going on with, with the art in it. I like the feel. I'm I'm along for the ride. But I forgot what happened last time. And it would take away from that enjoyment.
1: It, it's a one sitting kind of series. I think because there is a flow and, and so many callbacks. Exactly. I'd forget. That's why I find the idea of reading monthly comics. Like
0: I don't
1: I used to remember, but I don't remember anymore.
0: Me neither. I, maybe I read too much because there's time there's things that I have read. I'm like, did I actually read this the first time around? Because I I remember bits. I remember moments. I remember a fight scene. Or I remember, like, a really. Like, I remember this. Like, in uh, Jason Aaron's Thor, I always remembered that his granddaughters were kind of funny. King Thor had granddaughters in the future.
1: I don't remember that. Maybe I didn't get that far.
0: Oh, okay. Um, It's in the first 25 issues where Odin's son is still worthy. But. yeah, during the God Butcher, you, like, you, you're you introduced to them. It's so I,
1: during the God Butcher. I've read those first 25 issues. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, you see what I mean? So like, I remembered things. I remembered things the God Butcher said or what some of his motivations were. But there was a lot of stuff from like, I don't remember this. This is all brand new again to me. And I'm like, you should read the comics you bought more often than trying to find new things you haven't read. Because you don't remember what you've read as it Uh-oh. is. dude. <laughs> I know. That's That's ridiculous. <laughs> Um. So here's the list of books. Sorry, uh, Vision was one of them. Yeah, I think that that was a good series. That was definitely it. Was really that good. Was really good. Um, you mentioned Infinity Wars. I don't think I would have recommended that.
1: No, it was terrible.
0: But the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy that follows it from Donny Cates that I did like.
1: I think I'm just so. I think I just heard Donny Cate's name as almost like this messiah to, to a point where I just couldn't stand yeah. the thought of him anymore.
0: Yeah, that the, the, that seems to be happening in these last couple of years where somebody kind of takes the reins of a company and the, everything they're writing, it's just pure gold to everybody. You know, Scott Snyder went through it with when he was doing Swamp Thing and Batman, and his his uh he had that vertical book I forgot what it was called it was American Vampire was that him
1: there was witches yeah American Vampire yeah and then something like we have demons or something he's doing now
0: yeah it goes through these phases where like this writer is just writing everything and he could do no wrong so I get what you mean but Donny Cates I felt from what I had read that he had worked on I had like I'd read Silver Surfer Black. Mm-hmm. That was cool, and it and he made it all kind of work together. All the little things he was stopping in his Thor.
1: <coughs> Sorry, Tony. we? I don't know if. We're,
0: yeah, I we're recording. Sure. It's all good. Oh, Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. No problem. We'll get a cough button. For Dave, I need a cough button. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make time stamps for every time we get a cough in, and I'll just edit. Nowhere to. <laughs> um oh. so I, i'm interested in reading donny kate's venom see i tried no i like um, stegman's art
1: i found i found it to almost be like it's aimed at a very teenage audience okay so it's kind of it's all about there seems to be this trend at the moment and it's more about hitting the cool moments than it is about character and it seems to be a lot of current writers do that. I think that was why I didn't like a lot of Hickman's stuff. I liked his earlier stuff, and then he sort of went in that direction. Cullen Bunn does the same. Um, I find Donny Cates does the same. It's this thing about this the cool shocking thing, or that you know, Al Ewing does exactly the same. they're all doing it. So it's all about the cool shocking thing. And you can kind of progress the character in theory, but you're progressing almost what happens to them rather than their personality so that like the characters don't have, there's no, I can't explain this very well. I I just find that like with him, it's just lacking. It's just all about the cool moments. And with that, it was like, okay, I'm sure this is cool. If you're 13 going, wow, he just punched that guy and he just ripped this dude's head off. Like I'm not, that interested in that moment, I'm interested in what it means and the impact that has.
0: When do you think that changed?
1: For writers or for me?
0: Um, Just, I guess, for you, your experience with it, because I was, yeah, go ahead, I'll, I'll like. I think,
1: it just comes with age, I think, because, like, I don't know if it's, it's like with, I don't, I was reading Ed Brubaker's uh, Fatal. Yeah. And there was a moment in that where there's a guy sacrificing babies,
0: holy shit!
1: Yeah, and um, it's just one panel, and it just talks about how this thing happened, and it was messed up, and you got like because it's a cult thing. It's it's right. about the cult of Cthulhu, I think. Um, I haven't read it in a while, and I can't remember it, but um, yeah, that moment when I before I had kids wouldn't have affected me. I would have just gone mm-hmm, turn the page to carry on. Now it affects me differently because I have kids right so my empathy is moved to a different place
0: right and
1: i think like that's the thing like with tastes as you get older it does change because your life experience change and like you'll you know you'll experience certain things or certain triumphs and tragedies essentially isn't it you know it's like if you if people make jokes about a certain thing when you're a kid you go like that's shocking and then you make a similar joke about someone and it could be like Someone catching some horrible disease, and you'll go, I know someone that happened to you, and that's not funny. And I think that's kind of what happens, and like what I then need to make myself feel entertained and happy is sometimes different. So, like, it'll be pure escapism. Sometimes I just need pure escapism because the job can be intense, and the kids think can be intense, and I just want to read something whimsical and stupid that day. Or I like to kind of think... It's like when I switched to DC and it felt like DC was more hopeful. I kind of needed that at that point in my life because I'd had kids. Right. Whereas Marvel always seems to be the next big build-up to something dour at that period in time for them. That's true, yeah. I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want it. And and I like the idea of hopefulness and, and upbeat characters and that, you know, that struggle and hope that things will be better is worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and that that was yeah I think I mean that is quite a big moment for me because you I know mean, you have kids that's quite a big thing, um, and it does change your outlook or it can do. Can't speak for everybody.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I I can see I can see what you're saying. You explained yourself well. You said oh I can't really you you did you did just fine, because it is it is one of those things that become like. Um, it's hard to pinpoint where you where you lost it, or like what's changed, or is it just me now getting to that point where, um, I guess that's what they used to call DC, right? Like your daddy's comics. Like, am I just now at that age of a, a middle aged guy who likes his childhood stuff more? Like it was better when I was young. Is that what it is, or is there something actually uh, artistically that is lacking, or that I don't like the progression of where they're going with the art or with the story. So I say that because I agree with you about character and and caring about the world they live in and all of these different things. But I feel like now the stories that are good, like Vision, are character-driven. Yes, that big, was very character-driven. Big, big moments. I also read Moon Knight from Jeff Lemire, very character-driven. But, I did try that, and you weren't. You, you got to stick with it. Okay, I'll keep going. It's. It is one of because I. I know what you're going through. <laughs> I know what you're. I know what you're going through, and you need
1: to put your hand on my shoulder when you
0: say that. You're <laughs> going through. Because when I read it, I'm kind of like, "What is this? What. What is. What is this? What. What's going on? What's the story here? Has it begun? What is. What are we fighting? Mm-hmm. And. It's it is one of those things where it's very character driven. As is another recommendation would be Black Bolt, from Saladin Ahmed.
1: I didn't read that. No, I, weirdly I was intrigued by it. Yeah. I'm getting his own series because I think like, how do you do that?
0: You know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I would I would say give that a try, because it's definitely um, all the choices in it are very artistic. They they were even just the art design it's not just your typical panel to panel comic book art it's it is atmospheric it is painted stuff there's like splashes of color sometimes figures are traced in the background in a way just for the shadow. like it's very artistic and i know that sounds like well yeah it's a comic book but it's something more that you could take a page out of the book and put it on a wall Mm -hmm. as like a portrait or something in a Wide frame, like what is that? Like what? Who? Which artist did that? It's one of those. Who was the artist? Let me grab my book.
1: Was it, C. Ward? Was it? Was it Christian Ward?
0: Yes, Christian Ward.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, because his stuff is, yeah. Like yeah, I, I, you is...
0: could see, uh, people listening can't see the cover, but you can see the cover, and yeah. it's very much, it's very like. Look at this. This is the end of the first arc. Like look at that oh, page. Wow. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: That, that is very very—that's very much his style because he's done another thing called Invisible Kingdom, okay. which um, Dark Horse are releasing uh, in library format at the end of the year. And I've done what is G Willow Wilson and him. Oh, okay. I was thinking, like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and I like that. It's a very intense artistic style. Yeah, he's he... English, I think. Is he? I think he is.
0: You should reach out to him, get him on the show. <laughs> no
1: harm in trying. Um yeah. That appeals to me. I'll give that a go. Yeah, and was I, it? twelve issues.
0: Twelve issues. And I feel like, like Moon Knight was fourteen issues, Black uh, Black Bolt was twelve, Vision was twelve. Um they're all these short sort of like character driven put a microscope on them and dig away at the at the ego. If you will, right? Like, let's yeah. get into that character and go to some weird psychedelic places. In a lot of ways, like all three of those are very trippy, very trippy books. And those are the ones yeah, that are. I feel have been the the. We'll make a show about it. Like they did, Wandavision. They did Moon Knight, very much based off of off of what Jeff Lemire kind of put in place. And I don't know what they're gonna do with Black Bolt, but again, it's kind of like one of those. One of those books. Another one that I would recommend is, I don't know if the title was Always an Invader, but it was the Invaders book by Chip Zdarsky.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it was called. I did hear about that. See, his stuff I'll try out.
0: Anything that he did, whatever it is. anything that he did in that time, post Secret Wars, worthwhile, so far for me. Did you read How the Duck? I didn't read Howard the Duck, but I did read the Peter Parker spectacular Spider Man.
1: Oh yeah, I read the first storyline and then forgot. Damn it.
0: It's it's uh he, he has a, an issue in that run that is uh really, really cool. Really Is it
1: cool. him and Jonah? Yeah. Okay. I did read that one.
0: What did you think?
1: I can't remember. I think I, I think I thought it was okay, but I think it was building. It felt like it was building to something and yeah. then thought no, that's cool i'll keep going and then i think i was just caught up reading other stuff so he, and plus i was still in my i don't really want to read marvel but...
0: yeah he, he i think he did 15 16 issues of it it's just a oh, nice little tight no yeah just a nice little tight run of spider-man oh. that he he was i don't know who picked up the book after that but if they put that in a nice collection it's worthwhile. Definitely.
1: They need to do that. Like DC do these really nice deluxe editions. That So you sometimes, annoyingly, they release the deluxe edition first, then they release that content in an omnibus afterwards. You go know, like, you bastards. Um, but they do just that little chunk of storyline, if that's all you want. And Marvel don't seem to be doing it as much anymore. So I, I thought they could have done that with Beat Ray Bill, Danny Warren Johnson.
0: Yeah, they put it and in. And they the... just
1: did it as a trade.
0: Yeah, they just did it as a trade, yeah
1: like that's getting loads of points i read that whack it in a deluxe yeah you
0: know for sure but
1: they seem to have stopped and i don't know why
0: i don't know if they need a certain page count in order to do something like that i did like the deluxe editions of um that marvel was putting out to collect you know 12 issues at a time for the the current series that they had those were nice hawkeye from lemire and uh ramon perez that was a nice little continuation of the fraction run if you like the fraction run it may be worth checking out because i mean both creators are can't go wrong with Lemire at least trying it out
1: yeah no i think it's one of those things as well that were do it well i could do it on unlimited but i want an i want an omnibus yeah. or, or a deluxe or
0: something
1: yeah or maybe i missed
0: that they numbered it number like number three on the spine with those hard covers i'm not Didn't sure they? yeah i'm not sure why but it's the one that the series that takes place immediately after the fraction run, so I feel like it kind of exists altogether. Maybe I'm not sure, but yeah, I was having a tough time thinking of really worthwhile runs other than things like Thor. Stick with that; that's worth it. Um, and the characters you like, you know, if you like Spider-Man, give Spider-Man a try. To the Clone Conspiracy, I don't know if you did already.
1: No, I'm. I'm... <laughs> I don't know. It feels like they need to collect up the slot stuff. Yeah, Omnibus it. Because that's where Omnibus is the best format. Yeah. So they need to do that. And if that continues past that normal cutoff for me, I'd probably do it. I'd probably pick it up.
0: How many, how many do you think it would be to contain all of... Would it be four? Mm. Like a Peter David?
1: It might be more.
0: Yeah, because he it, starts his run during like brand new day, like he's in and out, in and out, right during that time. Yeah. So I don't, I, I that could just be the brand new day omnibus, to be quite honest.
1: And then you've actually he did he did a little mini series of Spider Man and the Human Torch, which was yeah. a retro, as well. So there's always little extra bits he did.
0: Yeah. There's a companion omnibus. There you go. Hey, yeah. That's what we like. I think you got big time. I don't know how many issues that. Those are four big trades and you got superior big time yeah you got superior which is its own thing mm-hmm. that's an omnibus with a companion with a... <laughs> then you got the the spider-verse era i guess when peter parker comes back which is pretty significant spider-verse was brilliant the rest of the issues i didn't like because that's when it, it. that was when it started to really that's i think
1: that was the other thing as well it felt like marvel had told their best stories with these characters, yeah. not all the characters, but the big characters. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to see Peter Parker fall again because I mean, I may, I may have mentioned this before, but I think my issue with that just before secret Wars era is that Dr. Oxpus had built him up and he had a career and he had this thing and he had employees. And then because he was so, he was selfishly being Spider-Man and not putting his employee, that's a lot of people whose livelihoods depend on him. His business collapsed. That, where's the responsibility? Yeah. It doesn't work for me. And that was, that was the problem. It's like, you need to cut some of this off. Let some characters have their ending. Secret Wars, to me, was a good chance to end things. And that was why, like, when I picked up stuff like Vision, it's because, well, he's only had a couple of minutes before.
0: Yeah, that's Let's true. see
1: what they're going to do. And that appeals to me more. Like, standalone
0: stories... To In a lot of ways though, I'm I'm actually funny you mentioned it or I mentioned it. I'm that you can't tell, but this is the Secret Wars hardcover.
1: It's is it? The,
0: yeah, it's like uh just a Doom's face. Anyways. Oh it is
1: I had that.
0: Yeah. I it across I'm I'm rereading it again for the first time. Um just to see after I read Fantastic Four Omnibus and I'm I've been reading been doing a lot of like these hardcover quick twelve issues Marvel sets. So I did the first nineteen issues of Miss Marvel. Reread that, and that ends cool. at Secret War, Secret Wars, right? Desert. It ends with her and Bruno sitting on a yes. rooftop, like saying, "This is the end." Yeah. Like, Whoa, that's that's quite the ending of a series. And then you go yeah. goes into that, and uh, you know, I've read Event Time Runs Out from Avengers. So I'm like. I've never read some of the even with Thor. Right now, I'm in that timeline of Thor, uh, just before issue eight of the when Lady Thor takes over, Or mm-hmm. Jane Foster. Spoilers. And there's the Thor miniseries from Battle World, right? So I'm yeah. All my reading is kind of lining up a little bit. So I'm like, let me read Secret Wars as the as I'm at this junction point, and and think about what I would recommend to Dave to read. And I was like. It really is an end of an era. Yeah. And what comes after isn't all that great. In my opinion. I don't think I don't think Marvel, since the movies really, really took off, post Secret Wars, the comics, they're kinda inconsequential at this point. Empire, well, okay.
1: Yeah. Secret there Empire Vesper Empire. And I thought about I'm I'm intrigued by the Secret Empire stuff. Um, because it was so hated. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I want to give this a go.
0: And I was reading that Captain America. I, I read the first four trades of it. I read Black Panther. I read quite a few titles. And I'm like, I wouldn't recommend any of them oh God. at this point. But Chip Sadarsky. And um, I'm going to give more of a chance to Donnie Cates stuff when it's okay. collected a little bit better. Just because I feel like he had a, a plan and a lot of it connects nicely, like when I was reading yeah. Absolute Carnage or when I was reading the um, the Silver Surfer Black with Tradmore art, just for the art itself in that, it's it's quite nice. And then he had this whole sort of tapestry working together, and he brings it all, puts it all together in a way, and I'd like to see how it flushed out.
1: Yeah, that was partly what drew me to Try and Venom. Yeah. I'd actually written this colossal reading order, which tied all these bits together, and I was going to dip in and out and read it all, so it was all in order. And I got three issues into Venom and just went, "It's taking the piss. I'm going. I'm not interested." And that's um, fair,
0: though. That honestly, that's fair because, again, I think I've heard a lot of people say it. Oh, oh, oh! I have to recommend this, and this one is a must own: Black Widow, Wade Insomni. Oh. Again, twelve issues. Another twelve issue set where you. It's
1: Mark Wade. It's Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Mark Waite on Marvel. I think. I think Mark Wade's. I think he knows his DC better, but I think he's better at Marvel.
0: That's true. I think you're right. Yeah. I do. I think. You're, I think he loves his DC characters, and he knows yeah. it really well. But I think, for some reason, inspiration comes out of him working on like he did. I remember him saying that when he got the job for Fantastic Four, he didn't really know the Fantastic Four that well, so the challenge of it was appealing to him.
1: That's it, isn't it? It's like, someone was saying, it might have been on Geekful the other week, why do you prefer the DC films, and not the Marvel films? Or at least not all the DC films, a lot of them shit. Um, But like, I really liked Peacemaker, and I really liked James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yes. I actually really liked the first Wonder Woman.
0: Yes, I did Um, too.
1: But I don't have that preciousness about them. And I think because there are so many interpretations of DC characters
0: yeah, as well, and that's what I've seen more of than the comics. So I, I didn't read as many, because you know,
1: I'd grown up in the Superman film, the Batman cartoon. Um, I, can't, I wasn't that familiar with many other characters, that's the point. Um, so I wasn't that precious. And actually, I think that really helps. Whereas with Marvel, like when they introduced Jimmy Woo, it pissed me off. Because I care about Jimmy Woo, even though he's so small. Most <laughs> people won't have even heard of him. He do read the comics.
0: Right, right, right.
1: But he's the stuff that he's in, I really, really like. Right. So I'm precious about it.
0: So when, yeah, I get it. it. Because people are like, oh, you're one of those people. Like, oh, you read the comics. That's why you care. And it's like, well, the character matters because of what they did with him in the comics. Like, I remember the the thing that really bothered me like it was for me kind of unforgivable when I watched BVS is that they killed Jimmy Olsen.
1: Yeah. Who was Jimmy Olsen in that? Exactly. quite well known.
0: Exactly.
1: And
0: it was like gone. gone. It's like you don't kill Jimmy Olsen. So I'm not saying he's like no character is untouchable but in the Superman Jimmy Olsen is. Like at least let, let his death mean something. Yeah. Like that's supposed to be superman's best friend always has been
1: they shouldn't have called him jimmy olsen. I, I remember feeling kind of put out by that
0: yeah and i think they were but trying to make that
1: connection but i still thought eh.
0: i think they were trying to make the girl who worked in the office the jimmy olsen they called her jenny and i think she was supposed to him. yeah exactly you forget it, it you don't care <laughs> right she was a man of steel she was a girl in the office that was running on the streets with Lawrence Fishburne and Lois anyways there's certain characters that you got to honor yeah right and and i guess it's like well don't be so precious and and it's true sometimes you got to let it go but we know why these things are getting the light of day it doesn't surprise me that Wanda vision looked like the vision book yeah Right, It didn't surprise me when I'm reading Moon Knight and then I go and watch the television. So I'm like, yeah, they basically took bits out of the book. I know why they would go this route because source material is good.
1: People are kind of making this strange direct connection with things that are kind of going. So they made House of M. Well, no, they haven't. They haven't. They've assembled bits from things, which I think they've often done well. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't work directly. I
0: but thought it is
1: funny.
0: I thought that the Civil War adaptation was really well done in that universe, taking a story yeah. like to it that was a tough task. And
1: Yeah. I really like that film though. That yeah the second and third Captain America's was so good.
0: Excellent. Those are my favorite of the whole Marvel universe. Those they're
1: probably they're probably my favorite.
0: I well. was I went on a limb early and I said I think Winter Soldier might be better than Dark Knight and people were like what how could you say that it's Dark Knight and even my wife was like oh, I don't know about that because she loves Dark Knight and I said well there are two movies where when they're on I'll just let them play and I'll tune in and I'll watch scenes and I enjoy it but Winter Soldier was a film for me I said this before but it like it makes the first Captain America better as a movie like it it what it yeah. builds what, what you get from this movie is like oh now that relationship means more uh-huh. there like i watch it yeah. with a different eye and i like when a sequel can do that it doesn't happen often
1: no it's funny because i could, i think as a trilogy it works but i don't know if, it's just the same it doesn't work as a complete standalone that's why when people are going like shed universe shed universe for everything um
0: it's getting Sometimes a little tiring, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm Yeah. I'm at the point now where it's like, ah, I like it. It's fun, for, but I want to watch Miss Marvel because I like the character. My wife's like, I'm marveled out. I need a break. Really? Yeah, she goes, I need a break. She goes, not that it's not good. It's not that it, I don't like it. I just need a little breather. I, I and she totally goes, get that. She goes, I'll wait until the whole series is done and out. And there's however many episodes in them. I'll give it a chance then. Like, why do I gotta watch it when everybody else is watching? I'm like, all right, you're right. You're the real cool chick, okay? You do you go to the <laughs> beat of your own drum. And every day I'm like, you wanna watch Miss Marvel? She's like, I told you, I'm marveled out. I'm like, fine. But yeah, it's getting to a point though. It's getting to a point where I think people are are starting to be like, I can't. I, do I? What else do I have to watch? And I think the the chore. Of having to watch this to get this to get that is going to make it all fall apart.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like they they learned from the comments really well at the start, and now they have they, they they haven't learned the full story. It's almost like we've hit the nineties.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's some good stuff there. It's not
1: all there's shit some good stuff there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's making. I can check the previous episodes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you're but you're making you're making it too much of a chore like i gotta buy x-force and x-factor and x-men and the uncanny avengers for one story yeah all the time yeah it's
1: that's why i really resented having to buy excalibur after um alan davis left
0: oh they because it that... was shit. like
1: up to she's when did he finish 66 ish i think And you had to carry on buying it because it tied into everything. Yeah. Like, just stop it. Leave me alone. Make those things happen in a good series. And now they're kind of doing it with this, and it feels like you've got, you know, you might be missing out on something. What if I watch a series and that character is one of the Avengers? Who are they going to make? Because, like, this is the thing. Everyone's speculating really as to who is going to be in the Avengers. It might be none of them.
0: I hope so. I hope it's none of them. No, really. Like, I don't want it to be so obvious. Like, I want to actually feel a little surprised. Maybe I'm, I'm a fool to think that at the end of Infinity War, it wasn't going to end like that. But I was like, oh. Oh, how did they come back from that? That's interesting. Like, that at least made me be like, I want to see what happens next. It was a good... It, it, it ended the way a cliffhanger should end. Kind of honoring, like, oh, he did do... that. Like, they did the snap. Like, that's cool. Now we're going to actually see a world... Where the snap happened—that's neat. Yeah. But then, it once you get back from that, it's also like it's kind of weird to always refer to it as the blip, and this five-year gap. And it's like, what year are you guys in? Like, this is just weird now. You know what I mean? We're going too far.
1: (laughs) Have they not moved past that? I can't. I suppose some stories are still coming out of it, aren't they? I don't even know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm forget. I'm forgetting. Starting to forget. I haven't rewatched the only Marvel movie post uh endgame that I think I've re watched is Spider-Man movies. Those are the only ones that I've like the No Way Home I watched again, but I haven't seen Eternals a second time. Shang Chi, no, not really. I haven't been like, oh, it's out. Let's watch it now. I'm good. It's very weird.
1: So I, I really like rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one.
0: Yes, that's... I was
1: disappointed when I watched it the second time because I laughed a few times in the cinema, and I watched it again the second time. Just going, oh, they could have done this so much better. Uh, Ragnarok, I've watched again. I don't want to. I I, I kind of feel like it should have ended with Infinity, uh, with Endgame, even though I didn't really like Endgame. Um, it felt too fan servicey for me. I like that bit with where, where all the female characters are together and they saunter towards the
0: camera like oh don't,
1: don't. down. it's just so obviously what's, cheesy
0: what's funny is when you hear people comic creators try to defend it and be like wow well, that was such an important thing and then it's like save it it was cheesy it was cheesy it was unnecessary there's already they could have
1: w- done it well they could have done it well if they really wanted to,
0: did, but, but they didn't. Wh- but, but what did you even have to do it for? Like it would have always been so obvious. Like there's kickass female characters there. We know them. We know all their names. That in itself is cool. Like you have.
1: Even if they'd had it, so sort the of camera panned around them, while well, they're all kind of
0: fighting close together. That would have been see cooler. Them fighting alongside, right? Instead, they went for like the
1: the makeup ad moment. Blue steel. And then, like pouting, and then walking towards it, like what? what? if everyone around is fighting right, and they're all going, "Checkmate." It. It's just that shit. Yeah, that's a shit thing to do. Yeah, there's no way to excuse it. It's bad filmmaking.
0: Yeah, well, they needed, it, and that's the thing is that you you needed to do it so that when we talk about it on an audio format, people can visualize the moment. Like that's how obvious you have to make it be, and when that's the case, it's like, ugh. <laughs> I like the movie, though. I did enjoy the movie um, because uh, I, I, I think it's the Back to the Future fan in me. They, they do the time travel thing, but they also go into the first movie the way Back to the Future 2 does. And I always kind of yeah. like that sort of thing. It's fun for me, but definitely if you want to pick at it, there will be some things... Where it's like, uh, maybe maybe you should have just left well enough alone. Let, let it be. Get your shit together and move on.
1: I think that the problem for me as well was like killing Iron Man twice in two films. Mm. They should have not done that in the first one. And done it in the second one. Because then you get speared in, in Infinity War.
0: Infinity War.
1: So it was like a fake out death moment
0: for him. I don't remember oh yes 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 up when he's because i'm trying to remember where he was during infinity war yes you're right and then they do it and it, so like
1: when they did it the second time in endgame i was watching it going okay they'll undo this as well or they have and it, for me it took it away it took away from it because mm. i was just waiting for them to undo it like well no it should be a shock moment like, well you already did it in the last one
0: I'd be so interested to hear your take on No Way Home. Cuz I I you're a Spider-Man oh gosh, fan. We... <laughs> Have you seen it?
1: Should we do yeah. a, like a, a live watch through or <laughs> something?
0: That would be really fun to see your reaction because I feel you'd be going into it the way my wife went into the Batman, like ready to hate it. And I feel you'd be going into this like, "All right, let's let's shit on this movie." Let me let me tell, let me ruin it for you.
1: <laughs> Do you know the heartbreaking thing of it was that because I liked the first one, and I did like it, I didn't love it, but I, I really liked it.
0: Which one's that? The Tobey Maguire
1: to- Homecoming?
0: Oh, Homecoming. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I thought the time was right. It was a fun film, and that's the thing. Like, it's good. It's not outstanding. There are so many other films I'd rather watch. You know, but the second one, I was kind of thinking, okay, the first one was good. I like their ethos behind putting him through things that we've never seen him do on film before. And there's so much they can pick and choose from. Let's make him, let's take him out of his environment completely. So there's no struggle. We'll give him too much technology. And we'll give him the means to kind of wipe out a race, potentially, by a whole country with a pair of glasses. What? Have you read any Spider-Man comics? I was so disappointed. I had really high hopes. And I, I was so disappointed. But Mysterio was
0: awesome. Yeah, it's it's that funny um, situation of you know that the relationship between Peter and Iron Man in the comics is a thing. Like there is things to build off of there, and you know that there are also things to build off of with Doctor Strange and Spider Man. Like there's a there are two characters where you're like, why is. No, Robert Downey Jr., the Uncle Ben for this Spider-Man. Like It's annoying. Why is he so tied to Iron Man? And you're like, well, he did make armor for him and he did live in Avengers, Avengers Mansion. All that stuff is there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but I always feel like that's the one hang-up with this, with this version of Spider-Man is that it has to tie in with Iron Man so much and it's like, uh... He, it's, it is there, but that shouldn't be such... Uh, it shouldn't be so much.
1: It's not standing alone. No. Enough. And actually, the thing I think they could have done more, because I kind of... I didn't didn't like how they brought him in, tying him in with Iron Man. But it, they made it work. And then, because he's not around anymore, that was the perfect... Then, really, you take away all the Iron Man stuff, and then you have him struggle. He should be struggling. That's the character. You know? not let's see him on a field trip taking his trousers off in front of a, a German lady
0: or
1: whatever it was. Yeah. Um, what what am I watching?
0: It was definitely Spider-Man. It, you know what it was like? I don't know if this is a really weird comparison but it was kind of like the Super Mario Brothers 2 of Spider-Man movies. You ever play Super Mario Brothers 2? Yeah. It's the one that it's like this isn't Super Mario but it's it stands out because you're just like there not another one like it all the other ones are in New York City and this I, one at least Super Mario Brothers 2. me too it's, I love <laughs> it I'm happy that you I, I'm happy that we like something at the same time yeah. <laughs> I I do <laughs> too can be <breaking> <laughs> yeah man Super Mario Brothers Excuse 2 me. is great even though it wasn't meant to be a Super Mario Brothers game I love it really? Yeah, I think that's why it's so different because it was a different game on the Japanese like version of Nintendo. It was different uh, character designs. So I think with this, they just, when they brought it to North America to release a Super Mario Bros. sequel, they just took that game and changed the skins on the. I didn't know that. Yeah, they made it work because he never takes potion again. He never, you know.
1: No, it's not it's, like. Yeah, there's none of that.
0: No, the digging, the the you know all of those different features of what you do in this game, you don't do in any other Super Mario game again.
1: No, God, I love that game so. I played that game. I played two more than any other Mario game.
0: Me too. Me too. That's so weird.
1: I love oh, for it. maybe Mario Kart.
0: Yeah, I don't um, know. One or the other. Mario Mario Kart on Nintendo sixty four was really good
1: i never had it
0: on nintendo 64. no just oh, the... see i
1: skipped i went from snes
0: <laughs> snes i like that to the wii wow SNES. yeah big gap <laughs> is that what you guys call it there snes
1: yeah what do you call it
0: maybe you people call it
1: SNES.
0: I think so i always remember s-n-e-s yeah n-e-s was definitely would you call it nes for nintendo
1: Yes, I didn't have one, so I don't know. Oh,
0: that's hilarious. On the NES. The,
1: the yeah, it was a snares. And I, I never thought about it, because I could say to people, yeah, we had a SNES, and they go, going, like, all right. So I guess everyone else calls it that. Never what? occurred to me. So we've got Bangs, and we've got the SNES. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fringe and snares.
0: It's funny, the other day, um, after I think we did our Instagram Live, and you brought up the difference between Fringe and, and Bangs. My wife had come from the hairdresser and she was in the mirror like, I don't know if I like my bangs. I'm like, you mean the fringe that you got? <laughs> <laughs> she just looked at me because she had she was watching it, I think, at the salon. And she just looked at me with like, uh, "She's like, you dorks. It's she was watching nice. it. Oh, oh yeah. God. She was one of the people watching it. She's a uh, she's a good supporter. I have to say that she'll always have my back for even ridiculous things. She won't. Maybe oh, she's cool. It is. I'm very lucky that way big shout out to daft j um so yeah those are those are the things i was thinking of recommending it was like five six, five, six, nice? um the marvel <laughs> books and a good set of fringes make sure your fringes are are your fringe game is correct but yeah those are the the marvel post secret wars i th- all new, all different it definitely felt all different Did it? looking back i mean i was just happy to be reading comics and finding stuff for, you know, sometimes I find good collections like, Ooh, that's a nice hardcover for good deal. I'm going to read it. And I was always excited to, uh, catch up on something that was considered a good book at the time, but it just, it just started to feel inconsequential. Like it didn't matter. Like, what are they going to do on this run that counts? They're just going to have the run happen, cancel it, restart it at number one. Mm -hmm. And then this event occurs and it's ruining this story now because they have to tie in with Civil War 2, which sucks, right? <laughs> I wasn't reading it. It was just, the, just how it was affecting the stories you were into. It's like I have to now be involved in that storyline. And every time I'm introduced to it, I'm not interested to read the main one. And the, it, was, it was so backlogged as far as its release that the next universe continued on post the story. Without the event being finished. Do you know what I mean? What? So like during the month that all the characters were involved in the Civil War 2. Yeah. And you know monthly you're going along with the story. Once you hit a point where Civil War is, is late. Civil War 2 oh, is late. See. Right? So they backed up like how many issues we're, we're waiting for. And the regular universe has to continue. Uh-huh. And you kind of know what's going on without even that book coming out and it's like this sucks you ruined you ruined my experience with like something like spider woman another good book that was a good what's one that?
1: the hopeless series who, yeah. who was writing that
0: yeah dennis hopeless very good series i'd recommend that 15 issues but you get the civil war 2 interruption all right you get it's because
1: I loved all that stuff. I love crossovers. Yeah. That's why I made the website. Right, but now I don't, and it's it's such a, a massive shift because, like, I, um, two books I have
0: bought mm-hmm.
1: that Post Secret was, but not read yet. Doctor Strange, which by one? Jason Aaron.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Oh, I I um, but I think that falls into a crossover bit at some point. Probably does it, or is that just after? I'm not sure. And Daredevil because i don't think i'm gonna ever stop reading daredevil charles Sewell? charles Sewell. and even if it's not good i'll carry on with the zardski i heard the.
0: Stuff. i heard the uh adam chapman was i asked him about it because i was almost gonna click buy for the Sewell. i'm like it's daredevil uh-huh. and, and it's charles Sewell. he's he's solid he said it's good the, the his run was good but it's not as good as what came before or what comes after so that's good praise for the Zadarsky stuff yeah but I am very curious on what and what's cool about Charles Sewell is that he's a lawyer too yeah so he was he oh, he, he tackled um, She-Hulk and then he went on Daredevil and it's like that's ah true. perfect so it was very interesting to see a guy who knows what he's writing go all in right but I haven't read I haven't read his Daredevil
1: I still haven't it's sat there on the shelf at some point I'll get to it yeah so that's the thing there's been bits that have come out and they've released Omnis they're getting really good at releasing those events in Omnis but I don't I don't want any of them it's not what I want now
0: why did you go with the War of the Realms
1: Uh, because of Thor I wasn't sure how much was going to be included in the Jason Aaron Thor uh, Omnibus 2 because we we still don't know what's going to be in it yet right so I thought, like, I'm going to get it for completeness, and if I find I don't need it or don't like it, I just get rid of it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what I, I was um, interested in, the the Venom omnibus by Cates and Stegman, because it has the two events that he built up in those throughout the Marvel Universe. They're in there, so it kind of feels like here's the complete sort of read of all of this. You won't have to buy the event omnibus to appreciate it whatever happened you could if you want but you don't have to call here i'm like okay that might be you might get the full picture with the venom series and the events in it because i did read absolute carnage and it was it was a good ride it was fun was it It, but i like stegman art like i'm kind of a sucker for ryan stegman Stegman. he's the right guy for spider-man universe he should always yeah. be working in the Spider-Verse of some kind because he just does those characters perfect.
1: Yeah, he's, he's got the perfect style for that.
0: I'd love to see him long-term on a Spider-Man, straight Spider-Man. He, what are the odds? Should be good because he's done enough of it. He Would did you buy the. It, uh, I don't know. It depends who the writer is, but I did read his. Um, when him and Conway did the Renew Your Vow stuff, that was nice.
1: That was Conway.
0: Yeah, well, Dan Slott wrote the first miniseries that took place during Secret Wars, right? The Battle uh-huh. World stuff, and then when it continued on, I think the first nine or twelve issues are Conway and Stegman. I
1: didn't realize because that's when I dropped it. I didn't realize that was Conway doing that. It's fine. I, I don't even know who I thought was doing it.
0: Definitely for the art. Oh, speaking of Conway, Carnage, his Carnage series.
1: The, that's post-Secret
0: Wars. What, the kind of horror series? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Really? I actually read it in preparation for an interview with him because it was something that he had kind of recently worked on. It was good. It was good. I recommend it. Okay. And because it's it's somebody doing something – I mean, Carnage is a horror character, but they really took it to the genre. Like, he made it the genre of the story. Yeah, it was nice. It's got a little... It's probably... it. Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: I was purely going to say, it's probably a good way to do it because you're essentially making the villain the main character.
0: Yes. So it's... it makes sense to
1: do it as almost a horror story.
0: Yeah, and it's, and it's like, uh, if I remember it correctly, it was like um, a squad that was going to try to stop him like they were going to fight him and it was
1: it's Vicky Montesai isn't it what's that it's Victoria Montesai
0: I don't remember I don't remember
1: she was from the Darkhold series in the 90s the the Midnight Suns title
0: okay I don't remember I I remember that I liked it and I remember that uh, I'm pretty sure Eddie Brock Venom is on this team as well as um, Jonah's son Oh, what's um, his name? flash John John yes, Jameson. John Jameson. they're all part of this little group that is going to investigate or stop this carnage thing from from coming back. but it's it, I'm I'm not selling it right. My elevator pitch for it is really bad, but it was a fun <laughs> book. It really was. Well,
1: she, you looked like you really meant it. So I'm going on that.
0: Yeah, because it, it, again, it's not something that was affected by anything else happening. He was just That's able to yeah. t- tell his story and, and do something unique, and you you saw like he still got the writing chops because the the Spider Man stuff that he did with the Renew Your Vows era with Stegman was really nice to look at and the story was fun and cute but it wasn't it wasn't gonna change anything in the Jerry Conway like pantheon of like it's not gonna usurp anything he's done yeah right yeah. but if you like Spider Man and that sort of feel it's good too. Okay. But Carnage, okay. yeah. Carnage is uh, definitely up there. But again, so all got... these character-based Black Bolt, Carnage, Vision, Moon Knight, it's all that sort of like 12 issues tell the story about this. Character studies.
1: That's why I was going to pick up Kang. Because I love Kang. I love Kang. Yeah. Don't it... underestimate my love of Kang. I love <laughs> Kang.
0: Just... We believed you the first time, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no the, the Avengers got some cool villains. When you think of like who is the one you should be in, scared of the most, they got some good ones.
1: Yeah. Which, Who's your favorite?
0: Man, I love Thanos, but I love Thanos as a character. I don't even. I just look at him as the the villain of the Marvel universe in a way. But yeah, you got Kang. Most of Kang and Mortis are essentially the same thing. Ultron. Man, who else is there? I said they got these great villains, and I can't name any of them now.
1: Masters of Evil. Yeah. Um, Meccano Marauder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm
1: having a blank. Um,
0: right? It, it, but it's so like it's so stupid. <coughs> but all I did Sorry. was draw a blank. I don't know. Um, we got Korvac.
1: I, I don't really like Korvac though. He's a he's a man with a one-legged table for. Him off
0: his body, like uh, what? <laughs> Who else is? I mean, there's plenty. There's <laughs> Red Skull. I mean, this is the other thing too with the Avengers is that a lot of times the the um, villain of a particular character also becomes a villain of the team. Yeah. So you kind of forget Doctor Doom is also Mandarin, a little, yeah. Doom,
1: Red Skull has been
0: exactly, exactly. And and like when I think of uh, Uncanny Avengers apocalypse essentially was a villain yeah right
1: the apocalypse twins was it that's right yeah
0: that was a good series too oh
1: i nearly picked that up when they re-released it and i didn't because it ends in you need to pick up what was it called axis axis and i didn't like axis
0: i heard nothing but bad things about it
1: yeah it wasn't good
0: I, I don't I, I guess I guess it's just the industry, right? The thing about the big two. You have to have events. Everything's built around events, so we have tie ins and people pick up this book, crossover, this, that, but I think it kinda kills the creativity, it kills the storytelling. Some point I think they
1: need to change. It's weirdly, like from what we've been talking about, picking up those smaller events, those smaller stories, and you jump across and you look at what D C are doing, again the stuff I'm picking up by them are the smaller stories, the one-shot hardcovers there. Because there's that um, Aquaman Andromeda that's coming up. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think that's Christian Ward as well, unless I'm mistaken. Ram hmm. Run- V and Christian Ward. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. And that's done in one. And maybe maybe it's time they both let go, stopped doing big crossovers, just did some, you know, when there's a story to tell, tell the story you don't need to have an ongoing title of any character because like the the amount of bitching I hear about the Avengers at the moment, it's like, okay, if it's really that bad, okay, for once, stop buying it because you're clearly still reading it. Um, you know, but with your wallet, stop. Um, and then just let people tell a story when there is a story to be told.
0: Yeah. I think we are, I I don't know if it was always like this. Uh, I was maybe too young to pay attention, but, now more than ever I think we are interested in who's cast on the books to tell the story like I'll buy anything Daniel Warren Johnson does
1: yeah likewise are you gonna get uh, Jurassic League
0: is he is he doing that book
1: he, he's writing it but he's not drawing it apparently
0: yeah if it's him I'll get it I won't I buy I saw that yeah.
1: I rolled my eyes yeah. right it's like really why and then I heard he was on it I was like no I'm getting that
0: yeah, I'll get it off the strength of his name. And his and, and the art, I didn't think it was him, but now I, I'm excited that he's writing something that kind of looked in his style. Yeah. But anything he works on, like Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, I'll, I love Beta Ray Bill, so I'm, I was so excited he was doing that. I'll buy anything he does. I don't care. I'll, I'll, yeah. I've never read Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Everyone loves it, don't care to read it, but if he works on it, I'll buy it.
1: I didn't like the art on that. I tried a few issues, but I didn't inhale.
0: Yeah. And so I feel now, I think we're at a point where we're interested in people whose art and writing style we like to see what they would would do with the character. I think that's where we're kind of at. And give them 12 issues. Let them tell the story.
1: If you look at how they're doing it with the films and the TV series, that's the same model. So maybe they need to adapt. If they're going to basically... Tweak their history constantly to a point where it might as well be the films. Why don't they learn from that model as well? Why don't they stop trying to do a never-ending story? I can't break in a song.
0: Yeah, I can't. yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: otherwise, yeah, I'd go for it.
0: La la, um, la 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 I gotta continue the
1: song. <laughs> <we do> it <laughs> Um. Yeah, they could use the same model. Just like, okay, we're going to release the She-Hulk series now, and that you know, it's kind of standalone and. It's done, but it does feed into other stuff that happens later, and it's going to be referenced. But it's not necessarily a case of having to pick up every goddamn title they release.
0: Yeah, I in don't. a month. It's not fun. It's not fun.
1: No, it's not. It was fun once. It's once, not fun anymore.
0: When they were a dollar. Now it's six dollars yeah. a comic, and it's <laughs> and you can finish it in five minutes. Yeah. Right.
1: Especially if Jeff Light breaks it.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> What are we going to do for our next top five? I think it should be not related to Marvel and DC.
1: Works for me. I've been thinking about that in much the same vein, but I don't, I haven't settled on anything. A part, a part of me wanted to do stories, uh, like independent titles.
0: Yeah.
1: Stories from independent titles that they need to collect but haven't. And it might be that
0: Never read, you know. Never read it, but you really want to collect it because they're the only single issues, or they need to put in like a hard. There are single
1: issues? There's
0: no. That would be hard for me to list because I don't know anything. Really, like that would be like they haven't collected that before. I don't know anything like that. I always feel now with the image and the and the Dark Horse things that they're planning for the trades. Like it's part of the planning of the book. Like we got five issues, and the trade's going to come out the next week. They're pretty good with that.
1: Yeah, they are. They'll get really good. I mean, the thing is, like, like Dark Horse is brilliant with these um, library editions as well. Yeah, because like, they're doing the Madman stuff in library editions. That's the whole lot. And I've always really wanted everything. I've never read Madman, but I want everything.
0: Yeah, I've never read it either. When you said Madman, I've all read. when you said Madman, I'm like the television show has a comic. I'm like, you idiot, Madman, the comic book character.
1: <laughs> Stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, they are making some really nice collections of things. Like, oh, I was hoping they would do more, um, like a compendium of Astro City.
1: Yeah, me too. Because
0: <laughs> there's a there's a lot to collect, but I think you could collect it all in about two compendiums. I don't like being in for ten volumes of something.
1: No, have you seen what they did like, with Spawn? No. They're still releasing Spawn Origins because obviously called it Spawn Origins at the start with six issues in a book, right? And they're up to like volume twenty-three.
0: Like, why? Yeah, and that's why I like the um, whether it was the hardback or I don't like saying hardback the hard covers of Invin- uh, Invincible. I was going to say uh-huh. Invisible, but I had that you could get them in twelve, or you could get the three compendiums. Yeah. And, and it's a nice good looking set whichever way you went with it yeah it's a, but having 25 30 small trades of Invincible on my no, oh, uh, thank you no yeah
1: that's... it's just a pain in the ass yeah for some reason even <laughs> it's probably more of a pain in the ass to carry one of those books around
0: <laughs> yeah bring a compendium with you on a plane
1: should we do a? what if we did a compendium thing can could we, could we do something when we're talking about uh top five compendiums.
0: I don't know if I have five.
1: <laughs> do we need to take this conversation off?
0: Yeah. Offline. We're going to let's let's do let's do something not Marvel and DC related. That's all we'll say. For anybody who's listening to the Speakeasy episodes and you enjoy them, our next one will we're going to steer away from the big two. Okay. We're going to make the omniverse explode. <laughs> right?
1: That's why I I, that was a sinister laugh.
0: Yeah. Alright. Sounds good. My friend Dave, cool. thank you so much. It's always uh, it's always nice to end a midweek hump day with a good conversation with a friend.
1: Yeah, he nah, likewise Cheers man.
0: Thank you. Thank always you everybody time, for man. listening. Uh, make sure you follow the Omniverse Comics Guide uh, Instagram page, check out the website and the Cable Solitude uh, podcast rate and review it. We are a team. It is official. So check us out on both both outlets, platforms, whatever you want to call it. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> well,
1: that was my sales pitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying not to.
0: Go off. <laughs>